Jeremiah chapter 29. And let's, let's pray and set our heart to receive the word this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you for your goodness. Thank you for every person present, every person who will watch this or listen to this, uh, this message today. I thank you for the presence of God being manifest now in their life. Speak to each one, I pray, words from heaven direction from above may we know your will may we know exactly what you want us to do Lord. we just uh, pray for open eyes to see and ears to hear hearts open and receptive to all that you would do and say we give you thanks now in jesus name amen amen well jeremiah 29 let's read in verse 11 some of you got this verse highlighted right it says for i know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Do you know the Lord's thinking about you? And he says, I know the thoughts that I'm thinking about you. That's an interesting way of saying that. I think he really wants us to know that he knows so that we can know that he's thinking about us. He has not lost your phone number, your email address, your address, whatever. He knows where you live. He knows what's happening in your life. There is nothing that escapes his attention. And uh, he has a special plan for you. You know that? The Bible tells us right here that he's got a plan. That's not just some, you know, theoretical type of statement. This is the truth. God's thinking about you. And he's thinking about what he wants you to do for him. And how he's thinking about all that he wants to do in your life. And he's trying to get things across to us so that we can be in perfect alignment. We're doing what he wants us to do. And we are receiving what he wants us to receive. And there is just a culmination of all that he is and all that he wants and all that he's planned. And it's embodied in your life. And what an amazing life it is. What's it like? Well, he says your future, it's going to be one of peace and not of evil. How many know the Lord is not, not sending junk to you? Some people, I mean, not as many as in the old days, I guess, but some people are still confused. And, uh, and I don't condemn you for thinking this way. You just have to have your mind renewed. We've all had to do that. Uh, when bad things happen, they question and say, what? I would just wonder what the Lord's doing. Just not sure what God's doing. Well, you know, when bad things are happening, that's a sign of a lack of God's moving as opposed to the fact that God is doing something. Let's not be uh, confused about the matter that God doesn't always get what He wants. Many times God wants to do things in you and do things for you and do things to you, and it's all good, but He doesn't always get His way, okay? Because He's not the only factor involved. All right, there's, there's some other elements that get in the way. But the Lord's plan is for us. It's a bright future. And that's what I want to talk to you about, your future. All right, I want to talk to you about your future. Do you have one? Well, in the Lord, you have a great and glorious future. Apart from the Lord, well, how many know everybody has a future? <laughs> this is just a reality. Every person who has ever been born will exist forever. Because God created us like Himself. There is no end to God. And we, of course, are spirit beings that have a soul and live in a body. 
But spirits don't die in the sense, in this sense of dying, ceasing to exist. You and I will exist forever. And so most of us, uh, we've already, we already know what's going to happen down the road a little bit. And oh, it's going to be so good. But I don't know about you, I'm interested in my future like an hour from now. And tomorrow, and next week, and next year, and ten years from now, and so forth. I, I know when I get to heaven, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that at all. I think it's all taken care of. <laughs> There's a, a mansion being prepared for me, and, uh, and it's all going to be fine. But my future in this life, on the earth, is really up to me. Okay, let me give you another translation. Some of you may have it. It, it says there that the Lord's pl- uh, plans... Uh, to prosper you and not to harm you. You know, the plan, for, the plan of God for your life is prosperity. So, well, the Lord, just some people, He gives a better lot in life and they're able to uh, excel and prosper. And uh, No, the Lord's plan for every single person is prosperity. This is renumerated so many times in the Bible. God wants you to prosper. So what's your future? I'll tell you what mine is just a little bit. It's prosperity, it's peace, it's hopeful, (laughs) but it's definitely not evil. And if I continue to walk with the Lord, my future, according to another scripture, the path of the righteous, remember, it's going to get brighter and brighter. That means it's going to get better and better. How many know in darkness, there's despair, there's sickness, there's sin, there's, there's a lack of hope. There's all kinds of evil in darkness. That's why in God there is no darkness at all. And as long as I'm walking with Him and I'm on His path, what does my future look like? It's going to get better and better. Things are going to increase more and more and more and more. And just real quick, you know, if you're in, in your life, if things are getting worse and worse and worse and worse, if things get, are getting darker and darker and darker, can I tell you, you're off the path. Doesn't mean you're not saved. Doesn't mean you don't love God. You just took a detour somewhere. And God is very merciful. He'll create an on-ramp for you if He needs to. And you can get right back on the path. Right back on the plan of God for your life. And things will start getting better, getting better. I'm not saying that in the path of the righteous there's no hiccups or uh, or no, no bumps in the road or anything like that. Sometimes there are other crazy drivers on, on that same road. Uh, but but I'm, I am telling you that overall, when we think long-term, things are going to get better and better and better. And that's the path that we need to stay on. And so, our future. How many know it's more important where you're going than it is where you've been? Don't let your past, don't let where you've come from hold you back and think, man, how can I ever do anything significant or, or do anything of value because I've made so many mistakes, I've done so many things wrong. Well, where are you going? That's really all that matters in the Lord. And we all have a future that God wants to be involved with. Uh, he wants to do something special in your life. You know, special is a Bible word that God uses towards us. Remember, uh, 1 Peter 2.9 talks about how we are a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He even goes on to say we are his own special people. And uh, 
that he went on to say that we could uh, proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so you are very special to the Lord. Uh, no matter, you might not be special to anybody else, but you are special to the Lord. And because of that, he's got a specific plan and design. He wants to do something, something marvelous and something wonderful in your life. And we need to open ourselves up to it because the future is ultimately up to you. Okay? God has a plan. But God having a plan and having a purpose for your life does not remove your free will and your ability to do or not do what He wants you to do. God's plan is secure. I mean, it is set. There's no one that can bump it. Come on now. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance, the Bible says, or they're irrevocable. He's not taking it away. And just because you messed up doesn't mean God's taking His plan away from you. But you must choose to do it. You must purpose in your heart that says, I'm going to do what the Lord wants me to do. Every step I know that it's of Him, I'm going to take it. Okay? Now, here's what I say. I think sometimes people get too concerned with all the mistakes they've made. There is not a person in here who can stand up and say, I've always obeyed God. Listen, there's not a person in here, unless you got saved on the way into church today, that can even say, after I received the Lord, I've always obeyed Him. Are you listening? Because maybe some have been, and I know this, some have been condemned because you hear, some, you hear someone tell a story, they give their testimony about how, you know, they really royally messed up their life, and they did so many things wrong, and, all, and then they came to the Lord, and they've been living for Him ever since. And then you think, man, I did stupid things before I got saved, and after I got saved. <laughs> I mean, I, saw, I gave my life to the Lord, and I still acted like a heathen. And so you think, wow, what did they have that, that I don't have? First of all, they didn't tell you the whole story. Okay? Because not everybody has done everything right since they gave their life to the Lord. And you know what? The Lord knew you'd do it. Doesn't mean he approved of it. Doesn't mean that he wants to put his stamp of approval on all our misdeeds and, and, and rebelliousness and everything else. But I will tell you this. The Lord knew you would do it. He already made provision for your forgiveness. And he still has something he wants you to do. If your heart's still beating, if you still draw breath, there's still something that God can use you in in this life. And I'm talking, say, what about God using me? I'm talking about it's a God idea. He came up with it. It's of eternal value. There are things that I, that I do with my life at times, they have no eternal value. You know, if I play golf, that's not, unless I get someone saved on the course or something, that has no eternal value. But when, and, and, that, and that's okay. But God wants to do things. There's got to be something in your life that carries more weight than temporary. That carries more value than it was fun or it tasted good. You know what I'm talking about? Or I enjoyed myself. Those are all fine and good. There's got to be more to it than that. That life becomes hollow. It becomes very empty in the long run when everything we've done, yeah, we had a little fun here and there, but we didn't make an impact. We didn't do anything that carried eternal significance. And this is where God wants to show up in your life and give you value like you've never had it before. Make your life something special like it's never been before. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, again, His plan may differ from your plan. You may have a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 20-year plan, and, and that's not bad to, to be a person who prepares. That's certainly wisdom. But let it be in 
submission to something the Lord would say. Okay? Because His plans work. You know, if God wants to prosper you and give you peace in your life, doesn't it make sense that He give you directions on how to get there? Oh, absolutely. And that's what His plan is about. In His plan, there is peace and prosperity and victory. And don't judge everything by a one-week span or two months here or even six months or a year. Let's get a little bit longer term than that and watch how God takes us up and watch how God moves us forward as we follow Him. Now, go to Hebrews chapter 11 with me. Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, thank you, Lord. The Lord's got good things for us. As we open our hearts to Him, He's going to start saying things and showing us things and revealing things to us that we haven't seen in the past. Praise the Lord. Amen. It makes sense sometimes just to stop and listen. I get amazed sometimes while I'm, looked, while I'm turning to another scripture. And I have to be quiet for a moment. <laughs> while I'm speaking. It's just, bam, God starts, God starts giving stuff. It's important to take some time to be quiet. You ever, you ever I don't know about you. Uh, guys, have you ever heard, heard from the Lord while you're shaving? I know, <laughs> I, I know, I, I know Brother Hagen used to talk to us about that, how he'd be shaving, he'd get a word of knowledge about stuff, and, and, uh, and we'd get these, these stories and testimonies, and, and I thought, that's interesting, because it's probably just because you're quiet, and because you don't have anything else to do, except look in the mirror, you know, and you're, you're not really involved with something else, you're just kind of, your mind is just kind of doing nothing. And a lot of times you become aware of God's heartbeat at that time. All of a sudden, you hear God's thoughts. It's not just your own thoughts. And I've had that happen numerous times. Uh, I'm just doing something natural, but nothing I have to use my brain really to do. Because, you, you know, do it a while, it becomes habitual. And you, your mind goes into listening mode. And your heart goes into listening mode. Take some time. I encourage you. Do nothing. <laughs> Amen. When I say do nothing, don't be uncontrolled in your mind, but just listen to the Lord. Praise God. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Praise God. Let's just wait for just a moment. Everybody okay? Just, 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 just close your eyes for a moment. Just wait on the Lord. Father God, we just look to you today. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're saying to us, what you're wanting to do in our lives, in our hearts. We believe you're taking us up. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Father, thank you now for showing us things that we need to see, talking to us about areas in our lives that we need to make adjustments and changes. Lord, moving us up and higher to the place where we need to be. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And I just, I just sense the Spirit of the Lord, even, even just right now, just, just speaking these things and saying these words in my heart. And I just want to share these things with you now. Uh, and, and praise God. I just commend us. Praise God. 
alaprico canischi ajetsa samada eli priandanso ulovici eradiskimbandan brejitimi lavina motuganasea. And now, in this day, and in this time that you are living in, I am revealing things that I've not shown people in the past. I am giving clarification and greater insight and understanding about things not seen in times past. And so listen unto my voice and pay attention and heed my word. And I'll bring visions. I'll bring dreams. I'll bring understanding where there was confusion. And as you walk in the light of what I say, oh, many lives will be touched. Many lives will be changed. And all will be done to the glory of my name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we honor and bless you. We open our hearts for you to talk to us, to show us things, to receive. We, we just want to receive what you have for us. Lord, you're a good God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. And there are times and there are seasons within my plan, and there are dispensations within what I want to do and you'll walk into one of those as you serve me you'll come into a time when all of a sudden things will change like a weather pattern will change things in your life will change because you've come upon a time when I have designed and planned to do something special so continue to walk with me and listen to my voice and you'll run into these seasons and these times and my spirit will, will show you things and my spirit will begin to use you in ways that your heart has desired. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we honor and bless you today. We honor and bless you today. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord is good. Praise God. Listen, if gifts of the Spirit are new to you, we'd be happy to explain that stuff to you about tongues and interpretation, all that, all that jazz. And, uh, it's, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just a good thing. Amen. It's all in the Bible. We didn't make it up. <laughs> and we'll show you where it's at, too. Praise the Lord. Help you to understand and, and, and grow. And, and just because, say, well, church I came from, they didn't ever do anything like that. Well, the church you came from didn't know everything. We don't know everything either, but I'm just telling you, if we're afraid of new, then we're never going to move on with God, with God. There's all kinds of things he knows that you don't know. There's all kinds of verses you know you don't understand. Because <laughs> you read right over them and go, I don't understand that. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't, just means you don't. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's go to he Hebrews 11 again. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many know this is the basis of our relationship with God? It is walking by faith. Faith, faith takes the place in our lives of things that we don't see until we do see them. Have you ever prayed for something and you didn't see it, but you knew that it was yours? That's, that's called faith, all right? It, it becomes the, the evidence or the the proof, the title deed, really, of things that we don't see. Sometimes you've prayed and you don't see it yet, but you've got faith that guarantees that you have it. Yay. He went on to say in verse 2, For by it, 
what? By faith, the elders obtained a good testimony, a good report, a good testimony. Uh, these are the elders. These are talking about Old Testament believers. Verse 3, he says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Were not made of things which are visible. Now, I don't know if you've ever been like some. You've, you've read verse 3 and kind of thought that he was talking about crea- the creation of the world. That by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That's really not what they're, what they're speaking of here. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, one, in the progression of explaining faith as the substance of things hoped for. And then verse 2, talking about the elders of the Old Testament, how they used faith to gain a good report, and then go to creation of the world, and then go back to the elders, which was all the Old Testament saints. That verse right in the middle, what it's not talking about is Genesis 1, and God created the heavens and the earth. What it's speaking of is a different kind of creation, if you will. Uh, the word here, worlds, is not speaking about planet earth. It's not speaking about the stellar heavens or anything like that. Uh, this is not the physical creation of the world. But it comes from a Greek word, if you like Greek. Uh, the word aion, A-I-O-N. That's the word translated worlds there. And what it means is specific periods of time in the history of man. It's talking about periods that have a beginning and have an ending. We could say a a decade would be a a aeon or a century or a millennium. Even you could say a generation. It's a period of time that has a beginning, that has an ending, and God's doing something in that time. Okay? Sounds like what's what the Lord is just saying to us. And these different time periods, when, when the scripture again said, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed, he's saying that there are, by faith we understand that different time periods in the history of man were framed by the word of God. Well, after I hear and I understand that this is not just talking about the creation of the world, talking about certain time periods, I want to know about this frame. Right? What do you mean this was framed by the word of God? Okay, that word framed, don't think of it like a picture frame. It really means this, it means to take something already existing and refashion or completely reshape it. By faith we understand that God is moving into certain times and with his word he will reshape and refashion and reform what's taking place. You might think of it like a, um, a piece of pottery, like a clay vase. <laughs> vase. A, a, a vase. For those of us who speak English. Uh, a clay vase. You know, if you say, I, I, I don't like this vase. I don't like the way it looks, and it doesn't fit my decor, and, uh, and I want to do something different. Well, you could throw it away and get a new one. Or you could, if it's made out of clay, you could actually break that thing down and start over. 
okay, and smash that thing and recreate something with the same material and make it look completely different than before. And someone else might look at it and think, oh, you got a new boss. <laughs> and no, I didn't really get a new one. I changed the way the old one looked. And I completely redid it to where it looks like a different thing now. And here, what, he's, what the Lord is saying is about these different time periods, they were framed by the Word of God. They were completely refashioned and reformed and changed till they looked totally different than they did before His Word got involved with it. And what we have here in the 11th chapter of Hebrews is that time periods were completely altered and reshaped by those who had a word from God. And when we're talking about your future, I want you to know that your future can be dramatically altered and changed to look like something completely different than what your life looks right, like right now if you have a word from God that you will lock on to and believe and never let go of. It will change the way things are. And it's not everyone who will live this kind of life. But certain people who will step up to the challenge. There are some in history that have made great changes throughout history because of this very principle. The 11th chapter of Hebrews again is, a, is an account of many of those in the Old Testament. We get people like Noah, who said, the Lord said, build me an ark out of gopher wood, right? Wesley? He knows that verse because of that movie, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but Noah, quite a challenge there, you know, build this humongous ship build this humongous and on dry land because you know it's going to rain and it had never rained before and it took him a hundred years to build it a hundred you know did anyone ever built a house and thought can't believe how long this is taking <laughs> can you say a hundred years <laughs> with everybody mocking you and calling you crazy but he got a word from god that he believed and by faith he moved forward and it changed the time that he lived in, didn't it? And, and many people, the Bible it goes through all these people about how uh, all these people who did tremendous things simply because God spoke to them and they believed it. They latched onto that thing and they would not let go and they moved forward with what God says and they changed their lives and many people's lives around them. In, in, in more uh, modern history, we read about people like Martin Luther who got a word from God about justification by faith. How you're justified not by what you do and, and, but you're justified by the grace of God by faith in His grace. And how many know it, it took out really the church out of what we've called the dark ages and all of a sudden people are operating in the light of God's word again. They were blinded from it by that lack of understanding. Now we call those cults. Groups that say you can be saved by some other way. By doing right, living a good life. They're cultic. All right. 
But the grace of God, is, that's the only message from, the, uh, from a true Christian church. Uh, we, we, can, we can read in more modern history than that. And, I, and a man named Kenneth E. Hagan, who got a word from God, the Lord told him, go teach my people faith. Go teach my people faith. And he did. He did under a lot of opposition. And people stood against him and yelped about the, 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 how they didn't agree. He stood. And now there are millions and millions of people who are free from being, feeling guilty about driving a nice car. They're free from feeling guilty about, uh, you know, ha having nice things about prosperity. There are millions and millions and millions of people who don't, uh, they're not confused about sickness, whether it came from God or not. They know that God wants them well. It's because someone got a word and they held on to it and they believed it and they acted on it and it changed the time. Many, th many of our lives are changed by some of these people more than we know because we didn't have direct contact with them. But the message got out, and it came through different channels, and we're experiencing some of the, the benefits of a person who heard from God. Man, think about if we could all hear a word from God. I tell you, I mean, I realize not everyone may, maybe won't be on that scope. Someone think, that's not, a, you know, I don't know that I would be so influential. First of all, who knows? Are you listening? Because every person who's been widely publicized and uh, they're very well known in the earth, they came from somewhere. Are you listening? They, they were born just like you were born. They put their pants on the same way you put your pants on and, and, and they got a word and didn't, did something significant. Who said it can't be you? But even if it's not to that grand of scale, I want you to know that when you hear from God for your life, and he's thinking about you. Remember that. You're not off the chart somewhere. He, you're, not, you're not out of his mind. You are in his mind. And if you would hear something for your life from God, it will reshape and rearrange and change everything about your life. You'll go in a completely different direction. And the influence will be great. Even if it's not to a worldwide scale. Someone, some of us in here are saved today. We're living for God because we have an ancestor who got a word from God. Somewhere along the line, someone heard from heaven. They got saved. They started leading the family that way. And they started living for God and serving God. And some of us may be a few generations down. And we had it easier because of their word. We came in easier. Some of you wasn't that way. You may not, your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, maybe none of them served God. And here you are, about to change the future, about to interrupt that family line. Are you listening? And to where everyone that comes from your offspring, they're going to have an advantage, okay? They're going to have that benefit of someone who paved the way for them. Listen, it's no small thing that you're living for the Lord today. In that sense, we've all gotten a word from God. If you've received the Lord, you've already received that word. You obeyed, and here you are serving God with your whole heart and moving forward. But even beyond that, you know what? The Lord's still talking. The Lord's still talking to each and every one of us individually about what He would want us to do. And if we'll learn to tap into this and pay attention to what He's saying and heed His voice, 
glory to God, we are going to come up and there are going to be uh, situations around us that will be totally reshaped, changed. They'll not look at all like they used to look as a result of God's word. Yay. Worlds are framed by his word. You know, and it doesn't matter. Sometimes people think, well, you know, I'm not really a, a pastor or a prophet or an apostle or an evangelist or a teacher. Uh, how many know you're in the group of most people? If you look at percentages, how many people does God call to a five-fold apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher ministry? I don't know what the percentages are, but most people not. Does God only select a a few people out of his kingdom in, in the body to do something and the rest are supposed to watch them do it. No, it may just look a little bit different, take on a different shape and form and, 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 and so forth, but God has a plan, has a word for everyone. Listen, some, some of you guys who are, who are, who are young uh, in this service here today, and, and uh, listen, I want you to be thinking that right now. Don't wait till you're 20 years, 30 years old, and start thinking, I wonder if God wants me to do something. He absolutely does. Yeah. If you want to prosper and have peace in your life, you might want to seek it out. <laughs> Are you listening? God has a special word for you. He has something He wants to talk to you about. And even if you're 89, and you're still, your heart's still beating. You say, I kind of wasted my first 89 years. <laughs> and I didn't really seek a plan of God or anything listen however much time you have left could be more than you think uh, God has something for you to do you can still make an eternal difference praise the Lord now uh, let's go over to Psalm chapter 37 it's very important that we have the word of God in order to establish his plan in our lives. Let me, let me share this with you while you're going over there. Again from Hebrews 11. The Amplified Bible says this. By faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their, their intended purposes by the word of God. When you and I get a word from God, what are we talking about? God is fashioning, He's putting in order, and He's equipping us for, their, for our intended purpose. Talking about the time, the age, but that's where we're at. How <laughs> many know we're all in a certain time frame? <laughs> we live in time. When I get a word from God, it is because God wants to arrange me. He wants to equip and prepare me for His intended purpose for my life. And so, when we want to receive the word... Don't be praying for something and never read what he said in here. Well, I'm praying that God would speak to me. Do that in connection with Bible reading. Because many times what he's going to say to you is going to jump off of this page. Okay? And you'll read it and it'll be God's word to you. I mean, it's all God's word to us. You understand what I'm saying? But it'll be specific and tailor-made for your life. Okay? And for your circumstance and situation. Trust him. He's going to speak. Now, pray a lot. But do so in connection with this word. How many know uh, the, in the New Testament, the word word, the Greek words for word, there's a couple different, couple different main ones. One of those words is the word rhema. 
Another word is the word logos. And they're translated from Greek into English as word. Okay. What I need is not just logos. But I need rhema. When it becomes rhema to me. That's when it alters my life. And the direction that I'm taking. Okay. In other words logos is a, is a concept or an idea. Simply we refer to it oftentimes as, as the written word. I read it and it's all good. I'm feeding myself, uh, feeding my faith on this. It's all good. But there's a time when a word will become revelation to me. Rhema is a spoken word. And when God takes his, his written word and speaks it to you, you're reading and it becomes real to you, becomes alive, becomes revealed. That's when it becomes rhema. That's when it becomes powerful in you. That's when faith results from it and if as we get rhema words from heaven we're set up to refashion reorder that's when we're prepared for God's purposes for our lives now where did I tell you to go Psalm something Psalm 37 I didn't tell you the verse did I you're cheating 37, you probably already read it, didn't you? Probably read the rest of the chapter while I was speaking. <laughs> well, let's go somewhere else then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yay. Well, before I read that, let me just say, say another thing about, uh, about rhema and hearing words spoken to you from the Lord. It's more than an intellectual study of God's Word that we want. But seek God with that in mind. When you're praying, when you're reading the Word, seek. Because it's, it's a condition of our heart that determines what we get. Seek that God would reveal something to you. Not just that you're going to intellectually understand every word and memorize different verses. I want to hear from God when I read. Are you listening? This is not just like uh, uh, someone else's novel. It's not just a good story. It's not just about another. It's not the same as another book. It's God's inspired words. So we approach it differently. We approach it not just like you would in, uh, you know, in college or something. I've got to memorize this so I'll pass the test. No, I'm hearing from a living God. And as I read, I want God to speak to me. And as you approach him that way, that's called faith. That's expectation. God will ride on that. And things will jump off the page to you. Things will be revealed to you that you never saw before. Or it will be something that you kind of knew, but all of a sudden it will be like, wow. Woo. You might find yourself even saying that at times. Woo. (laughs) you'll, You'll say, I thought those people were crazy when they acted like that. Got all excited about God. And you'll find yourself going, woo. That's good. It'll change you. I'm telling you. It'll refashion you. you. You used to be some little old shy thing. Wouldn't hardly make a peep. Just kind of, you know, well, that's just my personality. You'll shout. You'll smile more than ever before. You'll laugh. You'll also be a better testimony, too. And you'll have more fun. You won't go to, go to church because someone twisted your arm and they promised you lunch afterwards. And if you're here for that reason, we're glad you're here. 
but there'll come a point where the, 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 the food here is a lot better than the food there. I'm telling you, you'll look more forward to this food than you will to whatever you're, wherever you're going to eat. You'll be excited about it. Glory to God. Hey, Psalm 37, verse 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. And so for the person who's the good man, and we've been made righteous according to 2 Corinthians 5.17, we've been made a new creation in Christ, we become the righteousness of God, verse 21, uh, we are the good man. That's, neutral, that's gender neutral, by the way, don't take offense, we don't need to rewrite the Bible. The steps of a good woman, never mind. It's not speaking about a gender, it's speaking about per- people, mankind, however you want to say it. The steps of a good man, what are they? They're ordered of the Lord, okay? There's some different things you can see there. One, one definition of that word order is framed. The steps of a good man, they are framed by the Lord, and that's talking about Him refashioning and Him equipping and preparing us and getting us in line and completely remaking our steps by his design and his plan but understand this and if ever something is ordered there's the possibility we could resist that order our steps are ordered that means he's given us direction he's given us instructions on the where we should go how we should get there how we should conduct our lives and so we must purpose in our hearts that whatever orders i get from headquarters i'm gonna obey I'm going to go that way. I'm going to take those steps and do those things. And then the Lord delights in that way. But we don't automatically follow the orders. And so what I just want to stir you up about in this first message in this this series, I don't know how long it'll go, but I just want to stir you up that God has a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. And there's some things He wants to say to you. And if you've never thought about hearing from God, if you've never thought about having a word from God for yourself, I want you to start thinking about that. I want you to start pursuing that, seeking God concerning what He would say to you. All right? He has something to say to you. He has some orders for your steps. And what will it bring? What will make your future bright? It'll make your future one of peace and prosperity. But understand, it's not all about you. When I experience God, it affects many other people. When I walk in His ways and I hear from heaven and know His plan, it's more than my life. It's about other people's lives. And that's really, I think, the end result whenever God does something. It doesn't stop with one person. It perpetuates. And so when you seek God, you don't know how many people you're being a benefit to. When you don't, the opposite's true. Amen. God has a plan for us. And He wants to do something with your future. It's all about the time that we've been given. The time that we've been allotted in the earth. And this time in our lives. Revelation chapter 2, the Lord spoke about a particular woman who, uh, the Bible says that she was given space or, or time, depending on your translation, time to repent. But she didn't. The Lord is so merciful and kind. You know, He gives us time. He gives us an opportunity to do what's right. And 
The thing about that, though, is that time ends. There's a beginning and there's an ending to a season. And the time period given for certain activities in God's kingdom, they end. And we must be wise enough to recognize these times and seasons and pay attention so that we'll respond during the time we've been allotted. How many know every person on the planet, their heart's beating, their, their breathing, they have their allotted physical time here on the earth to receive or to reject the Lord. When they received, man, they took advantage of their time. And it will pay rich dividends forever. But if a person doesn't use their time that they've got on the earth, and it's different for all of us, right? They don't use that time wisely to receive the Lord. There, there are consequences to that as well. Amen. And so let's use our time wisely. As Ephesians says, redeem the time, for the days are evil. Let's make the most of every opportunity that we've been given while we're here on the earth. And the biggest part of that is, man, when God speaks, we give that a tremendous amount of value and, and weight in our lives. And everything else gets set aside so I can fulfill His will and His plan. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank You today for being with us here. Thank You for touching every person's life for drawing us all together by your spirit and speaking to our hearts so that we can move forward and go up so that we can increase to your glory and to your honor. We want to hear from you. And Lord, we are hearing from you, but I pray for each and every person that you would make known unto them specific things that you would have them to do, a, sp a certain place that you have for them in this great thing that you are building we can be those living stones in this spiritual house but father thank you for talking to each one of us now and drawing us to yourself we give you praise i pray for those today who've never been saved they're in church but they're not in christ